Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy. Ty's got a mic. When did did you get graduated up to the mic, Ty? Well, I did bring my own for a while. So they only had three. (laughs) Bringing my own. Yeah, they only had three. Y'all aren't going to give me a mic. I'm going to give you one. And then they got one because I was contributing so well. They're like, we want to make their... Make sure this is a mainstay. He, he provides a lot of value. Yeah. Value add. Value add. This sure. is my laptop. This he is my camera. He answered the door when I got here. I answered the door. Yeah, I was up here fiddling around with something. <laughs> she was just standing in there. And <laughs> Did I you had have to justify why he answered the door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked right at Deck. It's because I was up hey, here. <laughs> hey, Deck. I apologize, dude. I couldn't answer the door. I was fiddling. Look, I told I you guys. I told you guys I was going to be late. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Next time, I need you here, man. I know. I Last time you weren't here, Famous Dave rolled in and he said, <laughs> I don't do stairs. Stop. You guys, did you actually dude, interview Famous Dave? Dude, yeah, we had Famous you know, Dave. I totally worked for Famous Dave's. Did you really? Like uh, at Famous Dave's? At Famous Dave's. At a Famous Maple Dave's. Maple Grove. Wow. How was that? Yeah, how was the food? So, like, you know how you're, when you're in high school, you either, like, work retail forever or restaurants forever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was the latter. So, Famous Dave's was just, like, in the rotation of one of the restaurants that I worked at. Okay. To answer your question, the food was amazing. Like my first day, they tour. We toured the whole thing, and they were like, "You can bring your own like meats in here and smoke them in the in the smoker." Like I really, could, yeah, I could bring my own. I was like, first of all, like crazy safety, like food safety protocol. Type. Thank you. There's the word. And Is that it? I don't know if that's the word. Food safety hazard. Hazard. Yeah. And like, second of all, I'm like freaking 20 i don't know i wouldn't know the first thing about smoking meats right <laughs> and keeping it cleanly and all that jazz where are you from by the way from here from well yeah i grew up in elk river elk where's that? just north of the cities, north of the cities. Okay. we're trying to dominate our sandbox and that <laughs> means we need not... to know geography so i that's where i grew up like graduated from elk river okay. and then now we just moved to st paul west side that's right not to be confused with west st paul it's a thing Okay. What? Okay. So we Saint. What's part? What's Saint Thomas? I know it's West Saint Paul, but like, is that considered West Saint Paul, or is that? Is Saint Thomas West Saint Paul? I, it's I very don't know. west of Saint Paul. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing with Saint Paul. The west isn't actually the west. It's actually east of downtown. Oh no. It's like Saint Paul's a bunch of liars, or what? They say something about like people were drunk when they were doing the maps. There's like some cute joke about it. I don't know it right now. Mm. That's not very cute if they're drunk. So are you on the other side of Saint Saint Croix River? Yeah, so we're on the other side of the of the river from the XL. Okay, that's mm. like the west side. So that little north east. little nook, and then down south of that is West Saint Paul. Mm. Oh, so West Side is a really cute little community, which is where yeah. I West Side. Okay, so what's it like moving into a new house? So. We this was our seventh move in seventh seventh move in seven years. Wow! Ooh, you just don't like you don't like staying in homes. Which I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Interesting. So, you well, the first it. like six were just Tim and I, and now we have two kids. So, all right, we've moved twice. No, this is our first time moving. The first time we moved, or our last move, I was pregnant. So, first time moving with two kids. It's been good, but yeesh! I'm gonna stay here for ten years or like. And I, every time you say you move, every time you're like, I'm never doing this again by myself without hiring it out. Mm. And then every time you're like, oh shit, I moved next week and I didn't hire anyone. Because <laughs> yeah. you can do it yourself. Because yeah. you really can. At the end of the day, you can do it yourself. It's like four crappy hours that pretty much my husband does everything. So mm-hmm. so one, how old were you when you had your first kid? And like, were you moving at that point as well? 
Okay, yeah. So I'm now 27. Timber is three and a half. I love that name. Timber? Timber. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, good one. T-Y-M-B-E-R. Spelled like a millennial. How did you get that name? I don't know. We like weird nature names and weird nature stuff. I was 100% positive I was having a girl both times. And I was so our name was going to be Maple for a girl because we're like maple syrup people. Like Tim's family does maple syrup. And we came up with Timber. It was a guy name. I love that. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I love that name. That is a great name. (laughs) He will love you. Like I'm sure at some point for some event. He'll be there, and you'll meet him, and he's gonna. Just what like, event are we throwing where we have young kids showing up, though? To be honest, like it'll happen. Don't worry. It'll happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. Well, we'll still be around when he's um, of age to attend these, <laughs> and we're not going anywhere. <laughs> Yo, can you imagine what back pocket is gonna be by the time Timber's like eighteen? Yeah, we're like Pauly D. And- yeah, <laughs> like dude, these guys got canceled. Like when they were like tw- when he was like twelve, like seven years ago. Oh my god, these guys. You know, Timber's yeah. for sure one day gonna listen to this. Like if I had yes. a podcast when yes. my mom was when I was three and my mom was on a podcast, do you know how hard I would look to freaking find that? Like I would absolutely listen to it. Yeah, that's okay. So that's like one thing that I feel like all of us collectively are you know living in, but are not necessarily probably not even thinking of or going to realize what the the complications of are sure where it's like your kids will be able to google molly hale and be able to find everything about their mom from the time they had them as 20 as a 27 year old to probably the time you were 18 i don't know Mm -hmm. however long you've had facebook blah 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 for like is and especially with like Andrew and I and as a having a podcast where we're we're consistently putting out three episodes a week. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how that's gonna go. I don't really care how it's going to go, yeah. and I'm kind of excited for how they perceive me as a twenty year old. Like, what do you think about that? I just think all the time. I think especially like in the last couple of weeks, that's been like top of mind. Is like. I'm going to do a bunch of more weird content of just me doing weird stuff because I would love to see my great grandma. I like, I wish I could, I wish I could look back on that on those times. Mm. Like I, and to think about like the only thing holding us back from doing that content is like our own self image. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I would love to see my grandma, like do her makeup in the morning (laughs) when she was 27. I would love to see that. So I'm like, I'm going to do it now just for you. Maple. Yeah. That's awesome. And like that content is you. Like you're not trying to be someone to to show this this uh false facade. That and that's the same thing that we go about it like and why we care about it so much and why we want to put it out there is because we're just showing our true selves to everyone and the people that want to be a part of it will follow, will subscribe, will reach out and say, "Hey, I love what you're doing." And the people that don't want to be a part of it might be have some negative comp- uh comp- um comments but in reality they're just gonna come and go really quick and i feel like don't you guys feel like you find who you truly are even better when you know that you're you're just more like you know forward face like client facing Mm -hmm. you're just more intentional about your words you're more intentional about your actions like you know as a podcast host that you have to be growing your mind or you're gonna be like a crappy podcast host (laughs) or like for me like crappy podcast guest if i'm not like being intentional about what I'm putting in my brain, like even just the week prior or whatever. Um, so I think it actually, it, 
there are so many benefits like that. There are little nuances of just personal growth that because whether or not we wanted to like admit it or not, we are definitely still trying to put out some kind of facade. Like we all have a layer of like trying to impress others, um, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing all the time. Obviously it can be toxic, but so I guess to answer your question, like what I think about this whole age of there's a shit ton of content on us now, I, I think there's going to be a lot of benefits for people that think of it like that. Yeah, and we were talking to the Brodsky uh, brothers about all the content that they capture and how they're trying to save it in a way um, and tag it with, like, words that they know how to find it quickly because um, you know, for content funny. creators, we have just bottomless amount of content. It's so hard to go and archive it and figure out where the stuff is because there's just so much of it. Totally. That's so funny that you mentioned that because I think a lot about, like, logistics of just how things work and whatever and DRock. I like love D-Rock, Gary Vee's guy. And mm-hmm. so he, he often will say like, hey, ask me a question, whatever. And he doesn't get a ton of reaction, especially his Twitter is like a ghost town sometimes. Anyway, and that's one of the questions I asked him was like, how do you guys organize your content? Because I feel like they'll put together a reel, like a highlight reel talking about freaking whatever. And all of a sudden they have just boom, a bunch of content, which obviously that's just what it looks like because I seem seeing the final product. But I'm curious how they organize it, like literally – somebody's doing it how do you guys do it we have one drive and there's like so many layers to each folder that are consistent for each episode so when we know when we click on it you can get into the instagram stories that we put out for that week by clicking through these certain folders so could you search could you could you search like big bird and then like a bunch of people that like mentioned big bird would come up like I feel like Gary V's stuff has that capability somehow. Yeah, the word transcripts would be something that would be huge. If we had someone transcribing these podcasts, mm-hmm. that would be night and day. We don't have that. I mean, we, we, we come close in the sense of I show note every single one of these podcasts. So mm-hmm. I will go back and listen to every single podcast we record and every good. Hey, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'm listening to this right now, probably a week from now. And what's up, Declan? Right, but like, <laughs> looking good. The re the 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 idea of it is when I listen to it, I will write down the crucial moments, the different things that happen. And now I'm getting in the routine of you know tagging certain things that I see that are recurring. So if you were to talk about you know I don't know what it would be, but you would talk about a certain topic, I would put that in in like a parentheses or something like that. And then when I can control F it, then I can, can, I can find all the different times where different people are talking about, like, let's say do what you love, right? Like back pocket likes to talk about or have conversations with people that of people that do what they love. And it could be all kinds of different things, which is great. Um, So that's just like a small example of like, I could, I could organize our content in that way. Sure, yeah. I guess. And and so it's not necessarily that we've chopped that content out originally, but if we were to, we could and, and had the time, we could definitely do that. Cool. I feel like transcribing would be a wise decision. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was listening to That's uh, as close as that we get. But yeah. if we were to have it fully, like, word for word, oh, my gosh, it would be the best thing in the world. Well, now they have such good, like, AI stuff that I actually just found a really mention. good transcriber. And it's, like, a guy that works at WeWork who's just, like, I don't know what the hell this guy does. He introduced himself to me as, like, a professional creep. But then what is I, that? What does that mean? It means he, like, was apparently creeping on the stuff. Mm. Who doesn't, though? 
I'm just saying, like, who, who, <laughs> when you, when you go on someone's profile, like, you're but, like, scrolling we through the first, like, yet, and he was like, is your, are you, is your name Molly? And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's kind of like, weird. How did you know that? He's like, I'm a professional creep. Oh, that. And then is, I became I, so uncomfortable that I like literally couldn't stop talking. Oh, he said those words. So oh, he said those okay. words. Oh, that he is a pro- that's a professional group. Se- several times. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> oh, it's on his resume. Come to find out, this guy coded this amazing transcriptor thing, and I've been using it this week. It's fantastic. It's called Y Translator. Y Translator dot com. Okay. And what? it when you so this is what's cool about it. I'm totally giving him a plug, even though he like is a creep. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but kind of a creep. But he's a nice guy. I just think he just didn't know what to say. Yeah. Anyway, you put the video in and then it goes through the transcription, but it bolds the word that it's on. So it's really easy to edit rather than having to like read through it. It goes through it at the same time that it's playing. If that mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then you can quickly edit it, which I have not seen. And you can get 30 minutes free when you go on there, which is what I've been using mm. for like those mini content things. 30 minutes. And then so if we were to do like 30... 31 minute bites than the 31st one we can start having to pay yeah, i don't know how much you have to pay after that okay yeah, I'll say there's, <laughs> there's so many um transcribers that we've been utilizing that we are just like trying to find the best one so we'll definitely yeah it's a good one uh tune in yeah is he a twin city guy yeah he's at he's at the uptown we work okay yes she's wait. gonna be our plug to get inside hi of eric yeah. <laughs> because we need to he's probably watching this you guys he's a professional creep mm. oh yeah he's 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 in it right should we should we plug his name his name is Eric. Eric, the creep. Eric, Eric the creep. <laughs> <laughs> Please let this not be my one clip that goes on Instagram. <laughs> Are you worried you get, about that? You get three. Yeah, you get three. What what clips do you want? I don't know. We'll see, we'll just see how it goes. Okay. Let's get warmed up. So you've obviously picked up on how we <laughs> like chop up the content. Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you, it. Ah man. I so how long have you been? I I just want to do a little bit of market research real quick because yep. yeah. you have been a dedicated marketing intern like so much to the point where you have you were a full investor in Bocella. <laughs> i was a full investor yeah i totally was mm-hmm. well that's just because of you guys you, like, you were the face of Bocella, dude i was the face of Bocella. oh yeah well by the time you got there oh my god you were you were all over the cameras you had the squirt guns and everything it was just like that's because priceless. i knew the camera guy yeah it's okay. Bo. yeah oh, that's of course yeah. of course of course i was the face of Bocella. Mm-hmm. but still like Thank you for coming and thank you for supporting us for so long and just being like a dedicated follower and everything you've been for back pocket. That I mean, that means the world to us. I love it. I love like you guys are just crushing it. Like thank you're you. consistent. You're doing great stuff. You you like have heavy heavy hitters on here. It's amazing. We're having a lot of fun, but we know you have some notes about uh, how we can improve. Yeah, which is <laughs> what we're all about. And we're always looking for... Um, He's like, when can I bring this up? Yeah, <laughs> this is, exactly. I'm ready to feed uh, into the, the line of improvements because, you know, we're with a couple of wildly average guys just going through this way, trying to figure it out. Ebbs and flows, strikes and gutters, a trial and error process. So, Molly, what is the back pocket lacking right now and how can we get better? I think... So, I... In the last year, I don't know, I mean, I should say I don't know why. Like, one trend that I've been paying attention to a lot is just diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. Mm. Because I work a lot in the influencer marketing space. And when I say that, I mean, like, I'm the one a lot of times picking influencers to go to events, picking them to, like, represent a brand. Like, for my client, If I'm I'm usually the one representing my client. And then I'm like, hey, do you want this free thing? Or do you want $500 to do this? Whatever. And I noticed that it was, like, mostly skinny white women all the time (laughs) all the time all the time like it's was 
if you didn't think about it and you just looked for influencers, you got skinny white women, period. And so then I started just being just little by little more intentional about diversity, a little more intentional about inclusion. And so I say all that to say, I think you guys could work on your diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. Love to see some more color on here. Love to pass the mic. As a skinny white woman. Yeah, no, that's a great point. We got challenged by Duncan Dahl this season to do the same. And I think we've been we've been all right at it. I don't think we're – I think we're below average. I don't think we're at that average quality yet, but we're trying, to say the least. Absolutely. I I, and it's not that we don't try to get those people on. It's just – a lot of it is just like the people we try and get on or what's right in front of us. Yeah. And – They'll like, let's just say there's five people in front of us. I will always choose the person that I am most curious in. Yep. Doesn't matter if they're white, black, brown, yellow. Like, I don't care who they are. I just care about how curious I am in that person because at the end of the day, a great podcast, great entertainment, a great learning moment, maybe a great story is the person that has that story that like I see and I, I notice, but it's not like I haven't unpacked it quite yet. Yeah. And you know, if it is the skinny white woman, I'm sorry. I, I, maybe that's what it is, but it's good. It's in like Andrew said, if it, it's always, it, it only takes one person to like, just let you know, Hey, get more diversity representation matters yeah Yeah. i think it really just starts with that like it literally just starts with like being conscious of it like hey our last 10 guests were white Mm. like maybe it's not that we're not curious about them maybe it's like a deeper a deep down like something deeper than that yeah Mm -hmm. you know like because we just i think you know people of any community like we're attracted to people that look like us like in general We, we can't we can't deny that um at WeWork a couple months ago this was like something that really impacted me on this topic there was actually so there's this organization called Marnita's Table and actually they office out at WeWork as well and it's basically they provide meals around the discussion of diversity and inclusion and this amazing like six-year-old black woman like leads it and she just crushes it she's amazing pardon me and one of the questions so it's really interactive so it was like they had this huge meal and everybody ate like lunch and it was just sort of like whoever was at we work in the common space so there's a lot of people there i mean there's probably like 50 or 60 people involved and she had us all stand up and ask us a bunch of questions and then sort of use the floor as like a sliding scale so like if you you know completely agree with this go over here but then like if you don't go over there and one of the questions was in your friend group how many of you like your friend group looks exactly like you and how many of you your friend group is like very diverse and every single person who said that their friend group was very diverse and didn't look like them were people of color and everybody else like all the whole white clan was on the other side and so her point was we don't she is a black woman was saying we don't have a choice we have to seek out people that look like us you guys just end up with each other mm-hmm. and you know that is obviously like a location thing and whatever but i it really hit me and i thought that was a really good point because it was something that i just hadn't thought about mm. yeah especially here in minnesota you're right the location thing of the twin cities and what declan and i coming from st thomas heavy um white population 
Um, and that's like the main source of our, the beginning of our podcast was just funneling through um, alumni at St. Thomas, students at St. Thomas, professors at St. Thomas. And I think there was a little bit of diversity, it was not as much as there could have been, right? We could have tried and made it a, a, a cleaner effort at um, having that portfolio of just all over the spectrum. Um, but really, we were just utilizing what, like what Declan was saying was right in front of us, not not putting a lot of thought into um, that aspect of making sure we're getting all these walks of life all these different perspectives because sometimes we don't you go down that rabbit hole of guest after guest and they all have that same type of mantra because we're only talking to the same type of people um so i love that you bring that up and i love that you're challenging us that way and i am looking forward to how we respond yeah absolutely i think so i actually enroll i'm like really deep into this you guys i actually enrolled into an anti-racism course that starts at the end of the month Um, it's like a 10-week online course for white women to like explore this and to do the work and what another really good point that the instructor brought up is she's like you don't have the like people of color don't get the luxury don't have the privilege of deciding when to do the work about racism like they just have to live it they just literally live in it but we as white like privileged white people we like it's a literally a choice like okay i'm gonna engage in this type of like hard work mm. You know, and so I was thrilled to support mm-hmm. that. And, and with I'm you working at um, WeWork, uh, have you found a lot of diversity in WeWorks? I have never stepped foot in a WeWork. I know Decky's mom works on one in Denver, but you got some Dutch friends, correct? That's about it. That's about it. My mom works for a Dutch company known as Here.com. She's like the number one she sales shout out woman. Yeah. yeah, and they are awesome. Like, they are like this Dutch startup and it was, it is like the, the thrill of my life being able to talk to those people just in the hustle of trying to provide hearing aids to baby boomers who need them. And like, they have like this really cool market of like, they have hustlers that go out and find the clientele to produce the hearing aids. And then they have the salesmen that put them in touch with the people who need them. Um, and that's just one company within the thousands, I'm sure, that are within WeWork. And it's a, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic that WeWork provides for, I mean, really anybody willing to pay. It's a, I mean, they're amazing. Like, I've, I've been so blown away with the amenity. Like, it's just been so great. Like, I can't work from home, period. I just don't work. Two kids. Also, just like headspace-wise, yeah. I need to get out of my house. And so I will answer your question. WeWork's been great, though. Um, okay, so diversity there. I will say that one, so it was like a lunch and learn with this organization. That actually really helped me get out of my box because <clears throat> when I first joined, and I actually still kind of have this mantra, I'm like, I don't want to make friends with anybody here. Like, I'm too friendly everywhere else I go. I make friends at the grocery store. I don't want to know anybody here because I want to be able to wear the same pair of pants every day. <laughs> And nobody noticed. They don't know who I am. Like, I just don't want to have to say hi to five people every day when I get into work, which is so not like me. I'm like such an extrovert, such a like friendly, like social butterfly. But I just want to get my work done when I'm there. And so I can't say that I have like befriended a bunch of people, like a couple people that I like actually work for WeWork (laughs) that I know that just work at the front desk. But I have not. I've intentionally not befriended a lot of people over there. Mm. Mm. To keep your head straight and on, on straight. work. 
So, so I really want to unpack like what it is you're doing right now. Like yeah, I, sure. I, I want to start there with, you know, your, you know, you show up to WeWork to talk with your clients and you've mentioned all this stuff. What exactly is that? What are you working on? What's going on? Totally. So I am a full-time Instagram strategist. So, whoa. yep. I literally work on Instagram all day long. Um, and also Facebook ads. So those are like my basically two services. I guess if you were to say three, the third one would be influencer marketing, but it all kind of like marries together. So, um, my clients range anywhere from like monthly coaching clients and those I provide like regular hashtag research for and like regular ideas, regular story strategy, things like that. All the way up to like, I am literally like writing the copy, um, coming up with like the ideas for imagery and things like that. Um, and posting for them. And then for some clients, I'm even doing like the engagement and community management. So it really just depends on like what the client is. I have, I do not have a niche. Like my niche is Instagram. Yeah. Um, which I sort of love. I love like I'll just be making an Instagram post about like one of my clients, like a PTSD service dog account. <laughs> Whoa. So just be like doing random things like that. And I'm like, do, 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 I'm self-employed. <laughs> do, 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 I make more than that guy over there who hates his job. Like, <laughs> it's it, super cool. It's funny. So it's really, really a mixed bag of clients um, all surrounded just in the digital space. Two part question here. First one what got you into this and why did you find this um fun to, to become an expert in and what was that first client that where you were like all right i like doing this even more than i thought let's keep doing this totally yeah so i started so i was a stay-at-home mom for a very short amount of time <laughs> um after i had my first son timber and i was like i need a creative outlet like I'm just too like high strung for this. I can't be home 24 seven. Like at all. I'm like, I just need like one day a week at the time. My mom was coming and watching my son once a week. And so I was like, Oh, I can just like dip out that day, do a little work, whatever. So I just started like thinking about what I wanted to do. And literally within a month had somebody reach out to me and they were like, Hey, like I found your page from like a hashtag and I like how you run your Instagram I'm not even kidding it was like this random I like how you run your Instagram and I was gonna see if you could help me with my boutique it was an ch online children's boutique and so I was like sure and within like three weeks I was absolutely like I was googling like how to be an in like Instagram marketer how to like social media marketing how can I like monetize this even more um so that first client paid me actually a thousand bucks a month which and I was, I was like, I was hoping for like, you know, I can make like 400 extra dollars a month and I could get a gym membership and like have some fun money for the weekends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, crap. Like I can actually make this into like a pretty profitable situation. Like mm -hmm. obviously that's not a ton of money, but I mean, it was like a significant amount enough to pique my interest in the industry. Um, so then I joined like an online course, you know, there's like online courses for everything now and ended up just quickly I mean it was like I reached out to like a bakery in my neighborhood and they're like yeah sure when I was they were my client and then I like reached it was just then it was referrals just from like the influ or the Instagram space especially in the mom community like like the motherhood there's a lot of like mommy insta shops really like a, a lot it's crazy and those influencers get paid the most too so it's kind of a whole another like sect of Instagram. Yeah. Well, you got mad at me when I called you a like a, a mom and a <laughs> like, mom Instagram influencer. Is that I'm just like, saying, like, I don't know that I would like, I don't know. That's my title. 
Really? I, I guess like, yeah, I'm a mom on Instagram, but I'm not like <laughs> a mommy Instagrammer. No, no, no. I wouldn't say you're not like giving tips on like how to be a good mom, but like you definitely are like obviously a mom on Instagram. Like I, it's very cool. I that's love true. following that. You're the only mom that's like very active on Instagram. In your world. Yeah. In my world. Like in, in the like the 800 people that I follow. See, that's, I'm glad that my content is broad enough to pique your interest and also because most of my followers are certainly moms. Yes. So that's good to know. Yeah. That's super cool. That, that like that's a whole market though. That's super yeah, so there, interesting. So then basically I ended up just with a few just like different mommy accounts, some referrals that way. It was really like it was main, mainly money driven, like to be completely honest. I was like, yeah, I want a creative outlet, but like if it's not going to make me money, I don't freaking care. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm the, I'm the person who has like a new hobby every six months. Okay. And so this kind of became quickly became my hobby. But now that I'm into it, it's been like a year and a half since like that first client literally has been so short, like not very much time at all. I'm just into like the mastery of it. Like I want to know all of like the depth of it. Um, and now that I'm so far deep into just like the Instagram world, obviously all those skills like translate to other platforms. And hmm. so it's been fun. Interesting. What has been kind of the... What was like a eye-opening experience or a, a client maybe that you worked with that was like, wow, the power of Instagram is much more than I thought it was? Yeah, that's such a good question. Okay, so one of my current clients is a fitness app, and it's actually like Weight Watchers, like one of their biggest competitors. So it's like a big, it's a big client. You're kind of a big deal. No, they are. Okay, but you're a big deal by association. I mean, I am proud to like say. Anyway, whatever. You can brag. Come on, you got to brag. You can brag. You brag. It brag. On this podcast, you can absolutely brag. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> big competitor. When I first started with them, they had like twenty five hundred followers. It was just like a ghost town. Nobody knew about them. It was terrible. They're about to hit ten k. It's been like six months, all organic. Um, but the really really cool thing has been seeing because you know everybody on Instagram is like, I just want to start a community all about community it's just mm. all about people yeah that's us yeah that's <laughs> us we run a community and we have a lot of people involved in it well you guys do actually have a community like it is real but most people just say that and they really just want more engagement mm, um, not many people listen i mean we like to say there's a community no i'm, just I'm in it yeah i'm totally in it thousands of people are listening I i'm think. a card carrying member of the back pocket podcast i love yeah, it we, yeah we should get some like black cards membership cards yeah I don't know if you, you put it on the table that. and like you, you you win something every single time at a bar or something. Like I saw your guys' sticker at Surly. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Dude, that was sick. <laughs> Did you put that there? I, I was gonna ask you. No, I don't I didn't know. Do I don't know who put that there. Yeah. But that was super cool. I was Ty, was that you? That no, was not me. <laughs> oh yeah, you just turned twenty one. Yeah, Ty, it's not even old no. enough to go there, dude. He was up there getting <laughs> cannolis. Yeah. That's super cool though. No, we interrupted you, the aha moment with the weight watcher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So competitor it's been real because this is like people are like literally losing a ton of weight and like changing their life i mean i don't know the relationship with food hopefully it's like actually healthy you know there's like that whole side of it too but to see people like hey i found you on instagram and now i've lost 20 pounds you know i'm like oh like that happened because i used a specific hashtag and a specific oops strategy yeah to like literally changed your like put potentially like the rest of 
this person's life. Mm-hmm. You're like literally making an impact. Yeah, and so then, then from that, um, part of my responsibility with this client is to find um, ambassadors and influencers and whatever. And so we've even put some of them on retainers, and that's changed their life. You know, like an extra couple hucker, <laughs> hucker, hundred bucks a month, <laughs> like is significant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. so that has definitely been like an aha moment mm. and seeing that like catch fire that community sprouting up um from like literally just my work has been really rewarding mm-hmm. we are so invested in like the same things that you are with like right hashtags just because you can take over one that someone that has like a, a hundred thousand or ten thousand like um followers to it and just take it over and you can see a spike in your reach organically it's crazy we attached all of our stuff to vegan cats and now oh yeah uh that's like a top five hashtag of ours that w- people find the back pocket through vegan cats uh <laughs> vegan cats are not a strategy i recommend oh come on this, what do you this... mean it's not a strategy here's the strategy is joe rogan came out with a netflix special back in like a- april may and had a joke about he's like, have you ever looked at like hashtag vegan cats? It's so funny. Okay, 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 that that and makes then, sense then. Mm-hmm. And then we did that, and so we did hashtag vegan cats. We posted. You guys, like, that's such a good idea. I yeah. know that was one example. We did hashtag the unfollowing, which is a crystalia hashtag that we got behind, and that one did really well. We had a couple like YouTube subscribers. So from how that. are you tracking all of that? Uh, Sprout does it for us. Yeah, Sprout. I love Sprout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So user friendly. Yeah. Yes. And they just like tell you like, hey, these are the most engaging hashtags. So when you consistently change your hashtags, they tell you which ones are the best for performing. And then you basically like funnel it down to like your best 10 and then try and find new ones as you post throughout the week. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll have to geek out on hashtags yeah. when we have we, we got to start our own we've never done that we tried to do something and i don't think we were ever consistent with i it. mean we have hashtag the back pocket oh, podcast yeah. obviously have, i just started hashtag dominate the sandbox but other than that i mean we don't really have much i mean that's okay yeah, yeah. just use hashtags people are already using oh d- d- are you um avid like uh analysis on the shadow banning of accounts I, I just we just found out what that was okay i don't read into any of that i think it takes up way too much space on the internet way too much space in our heads i'm like calm down everybody just don't use hashtags for a week mm. check it out if you're still shadow man so this is a funny thing is because instagram never has said that it's a real thing do you know this it's like no. literally like folklore on the internet mm. what yeah so so we, okay for your audience shadow banning is when you can no longer be tracked through hashtags so if you i were to put i'm on a post right now back pocket podcast and you to click that hashtag my photo would not come up in the feed there's a couple reasons number one would be because you're multiply using the same hashtags over and over again and instagram thinks you are a bot and they no longer show you in those right. feeds second one is you're using a banned hashtag there's a long list of banned hashtags including hashtag desk mm. Hashtag Valentine's Day is banned. Hashtag Puppy Dog Mondays is banned. For good reason. I mean, can't be having puppies on Mondays. Hashtag Hustle. Hashtag Hump Day. Hashtag Eggplant. I don't know why. Oh, my God. Mm. Hashtag Eggplant. Can I get a so freaking salad? No <laughs> way, dude. But it's it's crazy. I thought they did. I thought Instagram did come out with a... A list? A, not, well, they did come out with a list, but they also came out with like a statement on 
on they shadow basically, banning. The statement was like, it's not a thing. <laughs> that really? was like literally like them. Ty, can you look this up? Because I'm, per- I, I was literally looking this up the, like yesterday. We were shadow. We believe we were shadow. We banned. got shadow banned because because you're using the same hashtag. Oh uh, no, we had an no. app that we were using to help us with. Guess who told you about this, Declan? You, you did. Do you remember? No, I didn't tell you about the app. What did I say when you told me you were using the app? You said, "Watch out because yeah. it could. <laughs> this could uh, be it'd be a problem." This for is you. coming full circle, and I love it. Dude, you didn't tell me that. Well, I didn't realize I said, until now. All I said, you knucklehead. Because this is, you I was so us. careful. It was that Lincoln drink, the first one I went to. Yeah. You want to talk about camera time at that Lincoln drink? I was like the highlight reel. You were crushing it. I was like <laughs> was Lincoln funny. drink double three or something like that. Yeah, that was great. Anyway, so um, I just remember being so careful when I told you that because I hate sounding like I'm trying to sell myself. Yeah. Because I like, it's just stupid. So I wasn't trying to be like, don't do that. Like, listen to me. All I was saying was like, just watch it. Just watch it. I just, I want to talk to you in three months. I literally said those words. Yeah. It's been three months. Let's chat about it. And here we are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm glad we have been on the podcast. Yeah. I I don't know. We literally, I, we found out about it because like. Do you want to tell your audience what you were doing? Yeah. so naughty. No, it's, it's not naughty at all. It's it's very savvy. It's fine. It's very savvy. I mean, we were. And we still are like every time we post an episode and like we'll do this with Molly Hale is we post the episode with Molly Hale. We will go to your profile and go to the last three in uh, photos that you posted or videos or whatever they are. The last three pieces of content you posted and then we'll go through and follow every single person that liked or engaged with your content. Mm-hmm. And then through that, like people will follow us and then over time um we'll go back through and unfollow the people that didn't follow us back mm-hmm. and so the idea is when they f- see us say hey the back po- back pocket followed us they'll click on our profile see hey here is an it here's an interview with molly hale here's- that's the that's the key right there when you, we exactly. hit the follow button we come up on their profile saying hey this person followed you they click on our profile and then our bio says molly hale in it so right. they immediately are like, oh, they just had no Molly. Yeah. We're not looking for them to click on us to hit the follow button. That's our easiest route to grow podcast listens is because there's a link tree underneath it and says click this if you want to listen to Molly's podcast. It's so simple. I to think get... for you guys, I would say, yeah, do it. Yeah. We like for every it. other client, I'm like, do not do follow and follow. It's stupid because it's a whole thing. It's literally called follow and follow like the strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. You know, there's been a lot of influencers that have gotten a lot of crap <laughs> because they're like, you know, 100,000 followers doing follow and follow. And like, it's like your, you know, idol that follows you. And then three days later, <laughs> they unfollow you. <laughs> you find out it was a bot. So it's like people like genuinely hurt because yeah. it's like a personal brand. Well, it's not You're even a, a bot, though. That's the thing is like, we're it's literally doing it. It's just like me doing it on like But you said you used an app. To show no, us who's not following us who's back. Who's not following yeah, us yeah. back. Yeah. So that just like made it easier for us to... And that's what shadow banned us. Yeah. But yeah, it just uh, flagged in the system. Yeah, Tyler, it looks like you're about good. to jump in here. Well, I was just saying, like, I... You must have been doing it for, like, my followers for a while. Because, dude, like, for a week... No, there was a time. There's definitely a time. Because for, like, a week, I got, an, like, infinite amount of messages from people. Like, who are these guys? And they would send it to me. Like, who are these guys that just followed me and I had to explain every single time what the back pocket was. Mm. It's smart. I think it's smart. I think it's savvy. I didn't know. I didn't even know you guys did that as an employee of the corp. I didn't even know they did that, but I think it's, I think it's really smart. It's literally been our like biggest 
growth model on Instagram because of the it's fact right. yeah. that it's so targeted. Well, it's a more nuanced way of like follow and follow is has been a thing forever, and it's just a more nuanced way of yeah doing that. And exactly. Yeah. What I love is okay. our number percentage of followers to engagement never falters. Mm-hmm. It always maintains a, a like the same number three weeks later after we do these things so like the pe- people will stick around or they'll just unfollow us and then move on to the next one they got their molly hale podcast they don't need anything else we move on mm-hmm. that's their choice that's but if they want to stick around sweet we just got another person to enjoy what back pocket's putting out yeah exactly way to go thanks i know we just hit 4k and it's not and it's, i saw it and i was like you're so that's excited why I about went to up and to the right right exactly <laughs> But I, I, I love, like, that savviness, but at the same time, like, more macro perspectively, I look at you as someone who is making, like, A, a lot of money and providing for their family off of a platform such as Instagram, which is, like, so crazy to me that, like, that is, like, I, I, I like to look at it at a perspective as, like, Timber or one of your kids and, like, you know, when, when I was their age, like my mom was a radio show host. My mom was doing all these different things. My dad's an engineer, like Timber's mom right now is a marketer on Instagram. And like, that is so cool to me that that's a thing. Like that is an industry that has been created off of like a social media app. And then even bigger, this social media industry that is just like growing at an insane rate. And, like, you've been able to capitalize. So, congratulations to you. But, like, where are we going? Where do you see this industry going? How do you see it growing? What are, what are the kind of things that you see yourself fitting into? Yeah. So, when I think about the future, I think a lot about influencer marketing. Like, I think mm. – I really think we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg on that um, because – there, it is the wild west out there for influencer marketing. Like, yeah. there's no formulas. There's no industry standards. There, it's so weird, you guys. Like, when I first started just on Instagram, I was like, let's start doing, like, collabs with other moms. That's what you do, right? And I just started calling influence. Like, hey, can I hop on the call, like, on the phone with you? And I would just talk to him about, like, how does this work? Like, what would do brands pay you? Like, what do they, you know? And, like, the resounding answer was, like, yeah. Like, basically, the response was, like, nobody knew anything. Nobody knew what was going on. Like, sometimes you'd get paid, like, $1,300 from a brand, and sometimes it would be a trade. It was just – it's it's still that way for a lot of people. And so we're starting to – like, there's starting to be some, like, third-party companies that are, like, kind of starting to tie it together, like, Four being one of them, FOHR. Um, they have a really great weekly – um, their CEO like does like a weekly podcast or like a YouTube video. Do you guys follow them at all? What's no. FOHR? Four. It's like an influencer platform. Okay. What does it stand for? Something or is it like? That's a great question. No, I don't think so. Like when you shank a, a drive off the T box. Yeah. Four. I was doing that a couple times. Shank a drive. Yeah. That's a phrase I've never said before. Um, and here you are. Here I am on the back pocket pockets. Anyways, <laughs> so there. That's one that's I would say like leading the charge and like getting industry standards out there for like influencer marketing but mm-hmm. be- because it's still so new I think there's a lot of growth that's happening and I think because I even though I've only been doing it for a year and a half that's like more veteran than most of the shop owners that are trying to figure this out 
Yeah. Um, so I definitely see myself like ho- like leaning into more of the expertise that way and pairing that up with Facebook ads or just ads in general. So whether that's and I, like I know you were you know with Caleb a little bit on this strategy where you're like I'm as a brand running an ad through an influencer's their own platform and then that's their payment is basically impressions like hey we're gonna put you know eight hundred dollars of ad spend in Nashville behind your account um so anyway partnering those three things together is something I'm really excited about mm-hmm. I think it's one of the coolest things that we have that ability to be a trailblazer in it yes. and figure out what is the right blueprint I mean for instance back pocket in general no one has been a podcast and created that a brand by just being a podcast usually they're, they're a personality bringing it to podcasts they're a brand bringing it to podcasts and they increase their growth through just the, another medium we're just making back pocket something through two guys that are really nothing and we're just trying to create yes, this community um and then we get to combine that aspect of now that we have uh, a voice now we get to figure out a way to how how, how does this make money and that's a whole nother um, sphere that we get to play around in and just enjoy because it's, this is not our way that we make money to pay rent. This is something that we do and what we want it to eventually pay rent, but right now it doesn't. So we can just mess around and continue to see what works. And we're in that same field right now of figuring out do how are brands going to want to utilize what Backpocket is offering. And we get to come up with new models every single day, pitch it to a brand, pitch it to a client and see if they think that is worthy and that's something that you get to do every day as well and i love that we're in this field yeah that's cool i was just talking to caleb last week about this actually it was we were talking about monetizing the podcast and i was like i think you guys should what you should do is so you'd kind of come at it through like an influencer you'd be leveraging the influencers influence or their platform but what you do is have it be like a multi-platform collaboration so say we'll just use carly zucker as an example Say she was partnering with like White Claw. So she would do a post for them on Instagram with White Claw. And then White Claw would sponsor your podcast episode. And she would talk about White Claw. So it would be they would sponsor you and her. But then they would be hitting like her audience at a couple different angles. Mm-hmm. That's all. And yeah. that's what I think brands would be really on board with. Because no, I don't, brands don't have like an audio strategy yeah they don't even usually have a strategy at all let's be real yeah they don't it's usually try to get like a soundbite on radio because you get your 60 seconds and you you jump on and you get to plug your book you get to plug a couple shows that you're going out you get to plug your product um we had chad greenway on the podcast who is the face of gray duck Uh, these three guys brought in chad greenway because he's got such a present here presence here in the midwest he came here came in and talked about came in this room in this room sat on this couch Six six Chad Greenway made us feel like tiny little boys. That's hilarious. Yeah, and we got to shoot the shit with him for an That's hour. Why you guys keep your house so clean? Uh, he looked at it and he's like, "This is a college house." I mean, it's definitely a college house, but it's it's a cleaner than average college house. There we go. That's, put it on the Yelp review. Yeah, put it on the Yelp review. That's another thing that always shocks me is how we get tagged as a college house, and which is this house is like very well put together. All the co- college houses that we stayed in are like a dump. So. With that being said, compared to what we're living in now, this we think this is like a high estate. Mm-hmm. Is it is about. nice. Yeah. It's nice, you guys. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Chad Greenway would be a good example of like someone in that realm and trying to get more people on, such as that, that are the voices of their product, voices of their brands. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Do you think that we have 
like built a brand enough to be considered influencers? Like, could we go out there and market ourselves similarly or in a, yeah, similarly in a way that other people would for a, with a different brand? Do you think that's like a valid thing that like uh, someone that would want to be a part of us like that could get behind? I would love to see your data. Like, yeah. what are your story views at? Um, that'd be like my first question is like, what's your demographic? What's your average story view? And then like how much turnover is there? Like kind of how you mentioned before, you know, you'll get like an influx of new listeners and then maybe like they'll kind of die. So it's, I feel like that might be hard to track unless you're constantly like targeting the same like I'm not the same demographic as like the white the gray duck gray goose. What did I say? Gray duck vodka. There it is. Yep. I was thinking like duck duck gray duck. So. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it what is. it is. That's um, what it's all about. But then I had goose in my head. Anyway, um, that's good too. That's the part of point the here is like your demographics might be like ever changing, and so that would be the one mm. thing that a brand might not love. However, you're localized, so yeah. then that's more relevant than most people on the internet. Because so many people, most influencers, okay, most influencers that I've worked with don't have a localized influence at all. Like They want to go global. Yeah, like they're just popular, but they look, you look at the top cities and it's like LA, New York. And so, but then they'll do all these partnerships with local brands and it like kind of makes my, makes me sad because I know that that brand isn't getting any ROI. So, mm-hmm. but you guys have that edge. So in that sense, like I do think you provide a lot of value. A value because you have localized influence assuming that's true yes it is true yeah i mean it's on the whiteboard then it, therefore same it's true book. our intentions are on the whiteboard but it, at the same time our analytics are as well yes and the best part is molly you're only a few short blocks away from where i get to work every day out of this place so you i can here every, I, day. every day so i can i sometimes go over to caleb's and yeah. we work out of his house um but i can Hop on a uh, a lime and ju- and bring you some data points, and you can Owie. you can uh, dive in and say, "Hey, you guys stink," or "Hey, you guys got something here," and I we need that. We need you some direction. You totally have something here. You guys totally do. Yeah, yeah. we do need like that's that's we like our need... biggest. Uh, it's not our biggest roadblock. I think someone just needs to tell us what to do, and if we'll, like we'll do that. You just need to find like some bar owner that like likes you guys as people, and is like, "All right, yeah, sure," just like believes like, in that's us. That's how it starts. Yeah. You know, and then they, they've got a couple of golfing buddies, and then there it is. And Back Pocket Podcast. Hosting a golf outing. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great Golf cella. Golf um, cella. You guys, I could totally see you, like, literally sponsoring, like, a little league, like, little little guy, little timber out there. There's, like, little softball <laughs> shorts with, like, the Back Pocket Podcast as a sponsor on the back of his tee. Like, you think so? That's how we dominate the sandbox, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that's, that's a great so, idea. Like, I could just see it. I mean, yeah, I guess it is. Our, our I mean, logo okay, is like a home plate. League, but like maybe like a maybe like a <laughs> softball. What are the beer leagues? Yeah, I, yeah, we could okay, do I something. Probably didn't, I probably could... didn't do as well with like the demographic oh, on no, that. No, you one. crushed it. It's a, it's, a, it's a home plate. It's a home plate. And <laughs> That's what it is, right? <laughs> it's so obvious. A lot of people would get that. I just like don't know. Like my biggest issue with pitching the podcast to people that are like 30 or older not even 30 older than that like 48 and older probably oh, 48 you like 48 yeah, tech is 48. that really gnawing at you right now the 48 year old it's your it's your eye a little bit more dude whatever it's like something like that 
but it's just like they're old as shit, and the whole point is forty-eight is not don't even alienate halfway. these people. What do you mean, dude? What are you doing? Forty-eight so old, dude. You're that's like gonna be like this is our downfall time. That's just the money deck. Downfall. You're cut it. Cut this. So ancient, dude. That's just the money. Oh my god, Zach, relax, dude. I get it, dude. And they can come on this podcast and they're all about it, but like, understand that our demographics like a young demographic. So like, a forty-eight-year-old is a very old person compared to that. Uh, you cancel. Do you have a point to this other than forty-eight-year-olds are old? Yeah, well, where are we going here? Yeah, Zach, come I think on, your dude. point was You're explaining s- the podcast to people that are older. They, I, there's a buried entry there. Okay, there's just a buried you, entry. You know what? I think I think you're using that as an excuse. Oh. I think she's right. That they don't know what a podcast is? How many 48-year-olds have you talked about this podcast? And a lot. The value that they can, that you could add as a localized brand. And you've had several relevant influencers on. Uh, crickets, my friends. Crickets from I Decky. mean, I was just, I was, I was talking more towards the people that are of that age that literally don't know what a podcast is. So, like, why would I... Well, they, okay, you're not giving them enough credit. They know what a podcast is. They know what... They get it. I hope. I really do hope. <laughs> you don't, like, become, like, non-functioning, civilized people after a certain age. Like, That's, that's not... I guess of the people that I have talked to and the people that are of You need that to go age. pitch, like, 10 48-year-olds next week. Mm-hmm. I'll do and it. I don't think you could... I don't think you could pitch 10 without getting two sponsors. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. We uh, need your help, though. That's what we're saying. Yeah, we need your help. Clearly, this isn't working with me trying to pitch the. Floor you, just watched, you just watched. You just watched Decky unravel movie. when you asked him two questions. Decky loose ends. You guys watched. I blew girl. up, dude. I yeah. blew up. I, I blew up. I got us canceled from podcasting. So this, like, in now. our household, is like a very common, like this, like, like when he does like the yeah. backwards moonwalk. Scoot out, Nick. Like, this yeah. is my nightmare. Avoiding <laughs> confrontation. So like, I do that a lot in conversation really hoping they know the reference mm. oh. they probably don't know the reference hey i like nick miller nick miller is like my fave what mm-hmm. is that from by the way like, new, new girl. girl oh new girl yeah. he just, he's, he's like this is my characters. nightmare and then he does this like weird moonwalk out of that yeah hey w- deck you can be better i think you can be better but i know who's always better is ty over here ty's got fire questions all day long would you like to ask some of your fire questions? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. I won't ask them all. But, okay. Um, so, ask them all, dude. Just well, take it over. Okay. This is your podcast. Yeah, you have questions we've never met before. You have questions? Yeah. For, well, I've been listening. So there's like a bug in here. For context, I do some like freelance social media management work. So this has been a wonderful conversation. Um, I have first question. Uh, how do you get – so I was looking through your Instagram before this, and you do great with growing followers and all that sort of stuff. What is your – general like thought process going in trying to get people to follow brands because i think a lot of the time you know when people see a brand on instagram it's a lot of sell 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 so how do you how do you grow those followings we talked about follow and follow being a not great strategy so what are strategies that you use so first of all when i work with a brand my goal is never to grow the following (laughs) that is never the goal it's always to build a community like and then how can we serve the community so I have a new client launching next month. It's a huge brand, like a food brand. It's like a as big as like a like, like a boom chicka pop, like as as big as big as that. And so I literally just asked myself, like, why would I follow them? Why? And I'll think on that for like a week. Why would I follow this brand? 
And so a lot of times it's like, okay, I would want to see like behind the scenes. I want to see what the products are made of. I want to see like what they, um, what kind of lifestyle they maybe represent, things like that. And then as far, am I answering your question? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was basically like, how, so do, basically you, how like, do you grow a following? Growth is always, is always like an aftermath of it's just like doing the, is a byproduct yeah. of doing, of building a community. Sure. Okay, so what are some then benchmarks that you gauge your success on? Like you mm-hmm. talked about when going to influencers, there's not really great industry benchmarks. And yeah. like I agree there's more emerging, but what are benchmarks that you hold yourself to? Are you looking at engagement numbers? Are you looking at discoverability? Like what are you looking at? When I work, when I am looking for an influencer, what am I looking for in their pl- No, profile? like what are you looking for to gauge the success of what you've done for other brands? Yeah, so I, I mean, obviously I'm always looking at like how are your actual sales? Mm-hmm. But then again, like social media is not sales. So there's like really two sides to that coin, especially if I'm not in charge of their paid ads. I'm like, I, I don't want to hear about like your ROI. So you don't want to, you don't tie like what you do to their sales in that sense? For me, it's like your social presence is the bare minimum. Like you want to see what you, I want to know what your brand would look like without organic social media. Mm It, I definitely, it's obviously like my number one thing with clients is like, I want them to be profitable. Right. And that again is a byproduct. Yeah. But my, you know, monthly meetings with my clients don't typically say like we posted 45 times this month and your sales went up like this. Yeah. Well, that's a tough sell. Like when deck talks about like 48 year olds and not that you work with people that are older, you probably work with people that are younger, but that's mm -hmm. a hard, like for people that just don't get social media, like, okay, what, like, what's the point of me doing this? Like, I don't, I don't battle that at all. Yeah. I don't battle that, that we mentality. probably work with the right people then. Yeah. I only, the only conversation I have is like, I know that I need to do it and I just don't have time. I'm literally taking so much time off their plate because yeah. they know they have to do this it. This is a given. Because really, what's the option? You can hire a marketing director for 50 grand a year or you can hire me for, let's just pretend the retainer was two grand a month. Okay, great. That's half. That's literally half. Mm-hmm. So, okay, benchmarks. Yeah. I look a lot at, like, how many profile visits per, per week. That's, like, I always am looking at that number all the time. I love to see it around 1,000. What are you guys at? We're at uh, 1,300. Yeah, that's a, that's great. Like, that sh- is where it should be at. That's really healthy. Um, I look at that a lot. I look at story views a lot. I look at engagement, obviously. Yeah. Um, I look at how many people click the website. That's where we could be better. Sure. We don't send anyone to the website. It's a, t- it's a, I talk about that a lot. Um, that is a big ask. You're literally mm-hmm. asking somebody to stop scrolling and go to your profile and click the link. And people throw it out there like, link in bio, link in bio. Like, their mouth should be watering at the idea of clicking the link before you even ask them to do anything. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the fun part of trying to figure out yeah. what the steps are to figure, to get the right people to click on it you can't just blanket everyone and say hey click on my stuff it mm-hmm. never works you have to you have to bring them from a stranger too familiar too accepting too trustworthy and then they're finally like, oh i'll mess with these guys click on it totally mm-hmm. yeah how do you do call to actions on instagram because you can't link to things directly in the caption like you can on other social media platforms so do you have are you like a once you feel like you're at that point with your community it's like a link and bio sort of thing or do you trust the people that are going to want to look for whatever you're doing on instagram like they're going to be able to find it yeah. Um, it's really hard because I all my clients, again, are so different, so it's hard to answer that question. Yeah. Uh, a couple things that I'll just say right off the bat. I do a lot on my personal page, like message me this word and I'll send you the link. 
like DM me the word White Claw and I'll give you my 10% off coupon. That works better than most swipe ups. Yeah. Like people are always like freaking out about getting to 10K so they can have swipe up. I'm like nobody's doing it anymore though because it's everybody's linking to everything. So I do that a lot. Um, I do, I'll do link in bio every now and then. I That's my number one thing though is like just DM and I'll send you a link. Mm-hmm. Or DM a question and then yeah. it'll get there. Yeah, that is that is one thing that I would agree on for sure is like when you say like oh yeah we're we're selling back pocket hats or whatever and it's like hey DM us if you want one and we'll get like seven or eight DMs and it's like hey I want one it's like okay yeah. just Venmo us for one and we'll send if you, you one your way them, tomorrow if you tell them a specific word to say yeah you should, you should split test that and see just give them like a, a it's simple like call when to you, you know when you're like at a restaurant you don't don't know how to pronounce something but you like want that thing mm, and then you hold up the menu and you're like. It's like you're tell you're taking away like the friction of that like, mm. you're telling them exactly what to say. There's no vulnerability at all. Yeah, I like that. Um, I had another thought on that though. I don't remember. Maybe it'll come back. It'll come back after we ask our core questions, and uh, we get to start it off with the average quality. I know you got your notepad right here, so we'll see <laughs> if you need to use it. Uh, the average quality question is something you do well at times, and other times not so well. At the end of the day, it's your average quality. So Molly, what is your average quality? Okay, you guys. Me and my husband literally got an argument about this yesterday. This is yeah, a beautiful I thing. saw that. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I was laughing so hard. So I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I know we're not going to talk about the Enneagram, but I'm an Enneagram 3, which is the achiever. And like one of the things that they say about my type is like we see all weaknesses as strengths. So mm. I'm like, it's, you know, it'll be like you're an over, like, you know, you're uh, a workaholic. And I'm like, <laughs> Rick, yeah, I am. Like, better get some work done around here. Like, so for me, like, this question was so funny because I have that mentality of, like, I'm constantly reframing things in my mind to be positive <laughs> about myself especially. Mm-hmm. And so my mind, in my mind, this is what I wrote down. Average quality, DJing a party. Um, Whoa. Bags, like playing bags. Mm-hmm. Cornhole. Okay. Yeah. Or cornhole. I call it bags. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Um, I also wrote down though, judging a judgment of character. Like mm. I'd say, I'm like, can't miss on that. Okay. Because you're like, well, too like you're overwilling to trust someone, or is it more just like you just don't? Uh, get usually, these I'm like people. too harsh in my mind, mm. and because the second you get to know anybody, they're way better than you ever knew. Mm. So I have to. I remind myself that a lot. Like whenever I want to judge somebody. I'm like, they're way better when I get to know them. So yeah. much better. Damn, that's a lot. I think that's a flip for a lot of people. I think a lot of people feel the way of like, when I start to get to know someone, I now realize who they are and I'm out type of thing. They initially are like very opening, like, oh, I'll welcome them. This is fun. I, I don't know you yet, but you seem like a good person. And then you move through the stages of getting to know them and you're like, eh, eh. Don't you think though that's because you're, you're like halfway through? Like, so you you start to get to know them and then you hit a roadblock because you're seeing like maybe their weaknesses and whatever. But then if you keep pushing with empathy, then you find mm. why they're that way. And then you love them even more because you hear their story because everybody has a reason why they suck. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That is a really good point. So it's really just like a lack of willingness to continue forward. Vulnerable. Yeah. Ooh. On all, all of our parts. Yeah. Wow. That is interesting. I, I, I always try and give the benefit of the doubt originally. Mm-hmm. So like I am a openly like trusting person 
And if you break that trust, then, you know, then we got problems, you know, right? But otherwise, like, I am willing to give you that chance right away, as everyone should. Mm -hmm. So I kind of attack it as the same. And as Andrew, in the sense of just like, show me, show me your weakness more so than just like, in your sense, show me your strength. So I think. I go back to this a lot. Like we judge ourselves by our motives, but we judge others by their actions. Like mm. we ju- we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt, like because we know our intentions on things. But then everybody else, we're like, oh, they did that thing. They could be the exact same thing that we did. So I try to I try to come back to that a lot. Like I don't know their intention there. I don't know their motive there. I don't know what they've gone through. They're probably having a really crappy day, you know. So it's not that I don't trust people. Like I would say I'm all very willing to trust people like too willing um but i just i get judgy sometimes in my own head yeah but i'm getting better at that yeah that's real that's realistic for everyone i think that's just a common thing that we're all trying to fight every day and i love that you bring that up how do you um evaluate someone or not even evaluate but just like you know understand someone when you've never met them and it's like some some sort of like client that like hits you up for the first time on social media because that to mm. me that is something that's like totally foreign than when you're meeting someone in person yeah. for the first time yeah totally i am a big fan of like the second we get on the discovery call i'm like tell me a story like why did you want to start this business why did you want to even do anything yeah. i get a lot of people that are like want to they want to be an influencer and so I that those conversations are kind of hard for me because I'm like, I feel like they're going to say they just want to make money, which I'm like, OK, that like, how do how do I help you add value to your to your community if your literal goal is to make money from them? <laughs> like, that's just not going to work. So those conversations are harder. But with like, you know, business owners that like have a product and are coming to me and like they actually like have a budget to work with me those conversations typically go better because they're a little bit more established and they have a story to tell Mm. right what do you think i mean as working as an influencer or working with influencers sorry um our podcast and like the back pocket what we've tried what we've been trying to do this past year with season three is like understanding and attacking this word influencer like a lot of people look at influencer as this like negative term as like this thing that like people are just like, uh, they're trying to sell me something like you're just saying. Um, how do you define the word influencer? I mean, because I'm always representing the brand, I try not to get too romantic about it. Like an influencer is somebody who has an audience of people that trust them that can sell stuff, <laughs> period. Like that's not being cute about it. This is about making money typically again because I, that that's where i'm coming from I, literally as brand mm-hmm. um but the other thing i would say like if people that that hate influencers and there's like all this i think twitter especially like goes really hard on influencers <laughs> like twitter Twitter's ha- ruthless in twitter hates instagram influencers and it makes me laugh so hard i love twitter so much but here's the thing like okay that the money's gonna go somewhere like that marketing budget has to be spent or is going to be spent and it's either going to go to Facebook ads or it's going to go to influencers. And I would so much rather pay a mom that like this now gives her the opportunity to stay at home and pay her phone bill than Mark Zuckerberg. 
Like, mm-hmm. that money's going somewhere. So, if she can b- build up in a genuine, authentic audience and can actually, like, move product, like, which would you rather hear from as a as a consumer? I would so much rather see my friends promoting products than see more ads in my feed. Yeah. It's a good mm-hmm. point. And I think that's something that you carry around in your back pocket for sure. Is there something else that you hold in your back pocket when pressure's becoming stress and you're ready to overcome the situation where anxiety is rising? What is in your back pocket, Molly? I'm just like, everything has always worked out for me forever. I just have to remind myself that it's always worked out every single time, like better than I ever, ever wanted. I don't know how I got here. Like I feel, I truly am like living a dream life and I have to remind myself that. You definitely are. When we, we see the pictures of you at Bochella and we're like, oh, dude, that's Molly Hale. Like, that's kind <laughs> of the I, coolest thing ever. Tim and I literally looked at each other like eight times during Bochella and we're like, we're parents. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I do want to touch on that. Like, I feel like you guys, I mean, because you said you were 20, you're like 29. 27. 20, 27. Sorry. Um, young. Yeah. Very young. Yeah. And that's very kind of countercultural for millennials being a young parent how do you view that i mean how like i know people are probably like oh wow these guys are super young to have two kids and be (laughs) in this hustle game but like what is it like to be a young parent is how is that it's so great so i'm like pretty sure we're done having kids now too which is great what's the other kid's name by the way Titus, yeah, I was. Titus gonna, I knew you we were kind of reaching for it earlier. Gonna, oh my god! Yeah, Tidy Man. Tidy Man is like I'm obsessed with him. I would literally just so my dunk him in my coffee and eat him up. He's so freaking cute. Okay, anyway, so being young parent is so great, and honestly, we also are so freaking blessed to have our family close. Tim's sister lives with us. She's our living nanny. Which is, like, ideal. Like, any mom watching this right now is like, screw you, must be nice. Because it's so wonderful to have an extra adult in the house to, like, hey, I gotta freaking go to the grocery store and I don't want to pack up two kids because there's four feet of snow outside. Mm -hmm. It's, like, those little moments of sanity are really amazing. So, anyway, I will say, though, it's just been a lot of, like, giving myself grace over and over and over again as a mom, especially like working on, you know, constantly on my phone, on Instagram, on whatever, like not letting that mom guilt creep in Mm. ever. I just don't let it come in. Gary Vee has been really helpful with that too. I I don't have his same parenting strategies. Like I'm definitely not going to be like the one, like my kids get like 45 minutes of screen time a day. Like, And it started when they were two and they had none before then. Like, So mm. not quite as like tech savvy maybe as he is with his kids. But I do love how he's like, just freaking, this is, you know, don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And definitely like, I have no idea what it's like to be a parent. But when technology is going to be presented as a parent, I'm going to try my best to figure out why they're so invested in it so not just be like no we're going to take that away mm-hmm. and punt and like limit them or whatever it is i am going to try my hardest to feel why they're on this so that they are now looking at it in different lights not just because it's easy that's like what you always see when you're out to dinner and you just see parents having lunch or having dinner and the kid is on their phone probably that situation more times than not is because the child is now quiet and they can just enjoy the meal mm-hmm. um 
if I can do my best to figure out why the kid wants to be on the phone, I think that's really going to hopefully push it forward. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's so hard, right? Because there's no, there's no blueprint and that's what we're in every day now with the social media aspect. So you got to try your best and like the aspect that you're going at the way that you're going after it. Yeah. We're big on like just actual connection, mm-hmm. you know, like actually developing their brains before like a 2d thing. Okay. There's this book. This is a weird memory that just came up and it was called sex, drugs, and cocoa puffs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I might've missed this one. Was this a New York times? Bestseller? <laughs> it, was a, it probably was, which is like totally uh do you know, like the whole thing about the New York times bestseller book list? You know, I have no idea. You like basically like have to be, it's like a lobbyist thing. Like you have to be friends with the right people to be on it. Like even mm-hmm. if you sell the right amount of books, you like interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Anyway. So anyone could be a New York times bestseller. Yeah, like it's it's kind of like a like old boys club. Whoa, I'm reading Cheryl Stray, uh, Into the Wild or just Wild. She's a New York Times bestseller. Saint cool. Thomas, um, she transferred, but she went to Saint Thomas for a little bit. With the book with Reese Witherspoon. It's yeah. her book. Yeah. So my brother-in-law hiked the PCT. Nice. Mm. I have a good. I have an uncle that hiked the PCT as well. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually just moved here. Just got married two weeks ago. It's kind of crazy. Maybe we should have him on. You totally should. Ooh, <laughs> this is a perfect time for us to ask, who do you think we hold should on, have? I didn't talk oh, yeah, about the book right. yet. Hold on, hold on. I know we're wrapping up. Sorry. He jumped in, dude. You guys are like, I don't need more stories. No, we love stories. Okay, we, we need all of the stories. Here's the here's the like whole thing, and it's like actually ties in really well with this. He's he was talking about in this book how he asked his nephew or something who was playing with uh like doll. Like, oh, what's your doll's name? Or niece, we'll say that. What's your doll's name? And she was like, oh, Sally. And then, oh, like, where is she from? What does she, like, like to do? And, like, went into this whole story, like, this whole creative story about this doll. And then, like, a few years later, some other kid was playing, like, The Sims. And he was like, oh, like, what's your character's name? And he, the kid was like, James. And he was like, oh, where, where did he come from? And he was like, he just is there. Like, the creativity completely stopped because it was a 2D, like, on a screen, like, fabricated thing mm-hmm. rather than, like, the all the creativity behind the actual, like, doll. And so I think about that a lot. Like, how can we encourage creativity in our children and what is hindering that? So I don't know. Maybe it's – maybe it was two different kids and the other one would have had the same answer anyway. But – I think that's just something to like, consider, like the actual tech. What is the word I'm looking Tangible. for? Tangible. Tangible. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that like phones, social media, that kind of stuff hinders the creativity or or are you hesitant about it? What is it exactly? I'm hesitant at such at like such young ages that it yeah. could stop the thought process. Mm. Cause like, what's the when's the last time you even like finished a thought for twenty minutes without like switching thoughts or googling it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the only this is the main opportunity. Like, we're blessed to have a podcast because yeah, we can we can, can actually just move through things. We can talk it through. We can talk it through without like. I mean, we can have Ty look it up <laughs> for sure, but we can like really unpack some really really fun That's stuff. That's a serious benefit. That's yeah. a serious benefit to a podcast, you guys. It's, like, it's honestly my favorite wise. thing. It's honestly my that, favorite. I mean, thing. That makes me want to start a podcast. Yeah, just the Do fact it. that I can put my phone away and just kind of figure things out. Yeah, like somebody tweeted the other day, like, how come all the best ideas come in the shower when I'm driving? I'm like, 
I literally retweeted it and was like, because those are the only two times you're not on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Think about think about the last time you like seriously thought about something for, you know, 10, 15, 20, mm-hmm. maybe even more than that minutes. Um, I do it all the time in, in the sense of like writing a joke. Like if I create a premise that I think of, you know, off the cuff while I'm like in the shower. Is this a thing you do? You like write jokes? He's a comedian. I write a lot of jokes. Yeah. When's your next you want to stand-up? Come, you want to come tonight? Sisyphus. I What's literally... Thursday. Oh, well, I won't be performing tonight at Sisyphus because it's a, it's a funniest person contest. Oh, that's not that's next Thursday? So, I'm... Ooh, Friday. Friday, I'll be at Acme. He's competing at in a competition. PM. Yeah. Guys. I'm a full-on I'm a full on comedian now. Okay, I literally might come on Friday. All yeah. right. I'll, He's got free tickets. I'll, I got a couple tickets for you. You and Tim. I just got free tickets to the Run Fest last night. Oh, hey, nice. there you go. And then Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Then but, we got the State Fair coming around. Oh, yeah. You do, though. You're thinking about things for long periods of time. Is that is that what you want to brag about? It's not even about bragging about it. It's just like actually spending that kind of time because... Noticing that that's not a common that, thing for Exactly. Most. Exactly. It's really not. And when you... Like, I will find myself, like, looking at my phone and just out of nowhere, you know, scrolling through Instagram or checking DMs or whatever it is in the midst of actively thinking about a joke. And then I'll come back to it. And it's just like it's gone. Yeah, totally. Like, you, there are so many distractions in this world now that there are few times where you're bored or you're thinking about other things and you're just, like, focusing on just that for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. just I've doesn't happen to, i've been trying to notice my triggers when i like do end up just scrolling like what did i feel insecure did i feel frustrated that i just wanted to like check out and just like and not even judging myself for having them and not judging myself for doing it just literally noticing and then we'll address it later like it's okay that i did that i'm not gonna yeah. feel i feel like that's where people go with it is like oh i'm so bad i i'm constantly on my phone and they like get it, it just like they enter the shame cycle of like feeling bad about it. And then that's what that triggers them to like continue scrolling. Right. Yes. And so yes. I've been trying to just notice and be okay with it. And then that does help me to think through and slow it down. I agree. Cause then it like challenges you to like look into what you're scrolling through, mm-hmm. which is why you follow or which is why I would follow like a Gary V or someone that has that like spark of just like, Hey, wake up. Hey, yeah. look at it. Look at this certain thing differently when you're in those certain situations. Mm. Totally. You're challenging yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, you know, and Andrew's, you know, Andrew's teaming me up here. I got to ask the question, you know, um, you have a sweet market of people that we have yet to tap into as a podcast. I'd love to know who you think we should have on this podcast next. Who do you challenge us to have? All right. So I got two people. So the first one is my friend Gina, Gina Holiday. She is a amazing woman. She's writing a illustrating a children's book right now. Really? And she's an, she's an illustrator like just great. She actually just came out with a whole line of merch. So I don't know how closely you follow me, but I had like a collab with her shirt and it was like three women like of I did color. See that. Yes. And um actually my phone case is her this is her illustration oh nice oh, so she's great she's nice. like a really cool local influencer who i've just met i met literally at like a mama event from instagram and we've okay. connected Hell um yeah. she's super fun so she'd be really fun to have on and also 
my friend Pete Steve. So last night, he is launching a new magazine called Meal Magazine, and they're based out of Minneapolis. I followed I was, that whole story yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that cool? It was crazy. There were a lot of cool things going on. There. It was the coolest event. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. I met so many cool people. Like, it was literally at his house, which is in an old Ukrainian butcher shop. Yeah, there was a lot oh. going on. In Northeast. Mm-hmm. And so I met him through, like, one of my clients, like, friend of a friend kind of situation, and we had like a discovery call that turned into like an hour-long discussion and he's just like a super cool dude and this magazine it's it's like a journalistic approach on food and how it affects us in our life and they're linking like political issues to like food and it is it's an actual print magazine it'll be twice a year and it'll be more like a book like a coffee table book and it is going to be amazing so i, I think he would be an amazing guest mm, yes even though he's a white guy yeah is that bad that's not bad that's not bad well we can't like switch into tokenism too right like just like having people of color for the sake of having people of color like they have to be genuinely interested in learning their worldview Mm -hmm. yes dude this guy sounds sick though i know you guys literally he's so he's like a really cool dude (laughs) yeah very excited he was the one on my story yes Yes. we saw that absolutely and i also want to make note of tim um we have to mention tim here at our uh sup tim this is hour 20, or hour 120. This is hour 20. Yeah. Why'd you put sunglasses on when we brought up Tim? I, don't, I, I don't just know. realized that I had sunglasses <laughs> on my head, and I was like, these are great. You're a knucklehead. I just need to mention how I, whenever I see Tim on your stories, he either looks very lost, <laughs> or yeah, he's, he lo- he's trying to figure something out. One of the two, and he's like in deep thought, or like he's moving around all too much, or he's just lost. And I absolutely love it whenever Tim makes an appearance. And I, uh, I learned that Tim is a big supporter of the back pocket after Bocelli. He had a great time. Yeah. He was a supporter beforehand, but even more so afterwards. So I just need to – Tim needs to hear uh, from the back pocket, hey, we appreciate you, and thanks for uh, supporting us. We love you, us. Tim. We, we love you. We love you, Tim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love you too, Tim. Have you tr- tried to turn uh, – t- <laughs> or not, I don't know if I want to put these words in your mouth. Have you tried to turn Tim into like an Instagram guy? He's, he's kind of got, gotten there by himself. Oh, got bit. the bug himself. He, he hasn't posted in a while, but when he does, it's really good. It is. He um, and you. Well, uh, he's also you, definitely my Instagram husband. Like Instagram, uh, for sure. Like he uses your he uses your filters though. I'll be honest, I've I've noticed. He totally uses my filters. <laughs> he does. For <laughs> he literally sure. was like, "You need to send me that." Like it was like a whole thing in our in our household. Like, why don't you send me those filters yet? <laughs> okay, so I want to know like. Why did Tim get in the doghouse when you ask him about your average quality? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so funny. So I asked him it, and he just went deep right away. Tim knew. Yeah, Tim knew. <laughs> I was like, first thing out of your head. Like, come on, first thing. Like, what is it? And he's like, I, I feel like you're going to be mad at me. Like, you're putting me in a bad position. Like, what do you mean? So Tim is an Enneagram 9, which is a peacemaker. We're like, mm. avoid conflict at all costs. Like, so chill, cool as a cucumber. It's great. Mm-hmm. But also when it's like, you know, can we talk about this? <laughs> so anyway, I was like, babe, it's fine. Like, just say it. And he goes, all right, being present <laughs> and listening. And I was like, oh, oh <laughs> shit, Tim. Damn. I actually know. I totally own it. I was like, that's super fair. Like, 100%. But then, of course, there's me, like, reframing in my head. Like, yeah, I got freaking important stuff to do. Sorry. Like, you know. Well, it's not in bad quality, right? It's your average quality because you're, sometimes you're fabulous at it. Yeah, you're killing it. And other times, you know, you, you, you're locked in. You, you can't listen because I'm doing something. But then I immediately justified it. I was like, well, that's something everybody's working on. Yeah. Like, Ooh, you're right. You know, like, oh, whatever. Now so that, it's absolutely something that I could be better at. Mm. I accept it. It was just 
took it with empathy. He was a champ for bringing well, it up. That's, mm-hmm. that's but awesome. so then he's like, what's mine? <laughs> and I was yeah, like, what is Tim's? <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I said, driving. <laughs> really? He's like, no, I disagree. You're wrong. I'm like, well, I don't agree with you. He's like, well, no, I feel like an asshole. He's like, you. He's like, I went deep and you said driving. Because mm. I was like, I wrote down for myself, like, you know, bags, DJing, and parallel parking. <laughs> I was going to keep it light for the back pocket. Dang. You had one that was deeper than that, didn't you? I did, yeah. I was character. Yeah, you know, way deep, character. dude. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this is a time, you know, coming to the end of this podcast, we've been, we've been crushing it. As a collective group between the four of us, like we have had one hell of a podcast. Um, We've been peppering you with questions. We want to know if you have any questions. I totally have questions for you guys. Hmm. I totally wrote a bunch of them down. Ask ask every single one of them. Okay, well, this is your podcast, not mine. Okay, number one, you guys are young, which is probably a conversation you have a lot. How young we are? We're twenty. What are we? Twenty three. Yes, twenty three. We're twenty three. Do you feel young? Or do, or do you kind of feel like no? This is like we're doing the thing. Like, I don't know what I am. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I was. My I question is. Anymore. My question is: Do you feel like you try to like compensate or like try to kind of gloss over your age? Because mm. do you think people would maybe look down on you or feel like you're not like legit? You know, the forty-eight-year-olds. Mm. That's a good question. I don't really think about it that much. More so, gloss over it probably. I look at more so like what I need to do like uh, tangibly like they, they can see that they're like, all right, these guys are legit. If I'm speaking to a 48 year old, not. So you do feel like you're sort of reaching for some credibility. Uh, in yes. Yourself. Um, not because of age, because of like, I just need to show them what this is. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think as a byproduct of like our efforts towards our own brand, that our age almost amplifies it. Sure. Where you can go to someone, and not that we do this, maybe we should, I don't know, but it's like, hey, these guys run three podcasts a week, they've been doing it for two and a half years, they have over 200 podcasts, and oh, by the way, they're 23 years old. Totally. Then people are like, whoa, dude, these guys are so young, like blah, 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 and it's like, great. I don't really tell anybody that, nor do I operate as a young 23-year-old, but at the same time, I feel like if people were to recognize as older folk, maybe, that we're only 23 which I don't really, again, I don't really know what that means in the grand scheme of things. There yeah, are plenty, know. like Billie Eilish is what, 19? Yeah. You nice. know, like there are plenty Kendall of people. Kendall Jenner you, is. There, there are plenty of people that are younger than us. So. I think you guys have a good perspective on age. Mm. We try to. I have a receding hairline and a full beard. Yeah. People are like, who is this guy? And I, I look like I'm 18. when I found out that you were like 23. I was like, just, wait. Yeah, just about everyone says that. Hold up. I act like I'm my age. I look exactly and act exactly like a 23-year-old, I feel That's like. Hilarious. Maybe younger. Okay, that's funny. Okay, okay. <laughs> Next question. You guys, you probably, you follow my story, so you probably know this question. Mm. What is the largest mammal you could knock out with a single punch? Mm. I'm not that good at punching things. Zach, you go first. Dude, is a, uh, is a horse a mammal? Yo, you're punching a horses, You dude? bet. Jeez. You bet. Yo, I can't be ready, dude. Obviously, we do not condone punching animal other violence. things. Animal no. violence. I'll, I'll I... fucking punch a horse so hard. <gasps> dude. You think you could knock a horse out? You're canceled. Yeah, Again. Cut this whole podcast. God, Deck, why are you, you putting us down these holes? You could knock a horse out, Declan. I can do it. Not only does he 
can have if you he wants seen, to. You know what? I want you to go to the state fair. When are you going to the state fair? Whatever. You're 23. You don't have plans. I've got, like, the day planned. Like, I've got, like, okay, we're going in the morning, and then they're taking the kids, and we're coming back in the evening. Mm. It's a whole thing. Mm. Yeah, like, I could be, like, at the bar in 10 minutes. Like, you guys might go tonight. I might go tonight. Exactly. <laughs> Legitimately. Like, someone might ask me about it. Yeah. Dude, I'd punch a horse. You Okay. <laughs> I'd knock out a horse. I'd knock I, out a horse so fast, dude. I want everybody in the room to answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, like, very violent of a person i get angry very quickly but i'm not like a physically violent person i'm not i'm not saying it has to be about violence i know exactly so when i say this i don't want people to be like wow that's like cute cuddly he's creature. so violent he's so violent <laughs> I, i'd say what like cute cuddly creature are you knocking i'd out? say like a koala <laughs> oh. that's easy yeah, like a good like a good boop. you took the easier out and it's just gone like it's just like sleeping my point here was go to the state fair look at the horses and i want you to look one in the eye there's no way Deck is doing that. He's not giving anyone a shimmy and going left, right, <laughs> uppercut. Like that's not happening. I don't have to. I don't have to shimmy or do anything. I just have to square up and punch it once and knock it out. Dude. It would go. It would go. Chill out. <laughs> what do you mean? That's what you do. You're too. You want to do this though. Is what it seems like. I'll do it. <laughs> oh my god. You did. You really like set that up for us. You asked me the question. Right, you're right. You're right, you're pass, right. It, pass the mic to Ty. Okay, Ty. All right, Ty. All right, Ty what first animal? I thought lion, but lion's huge. So then I went bobcat. I'd probably be able to punch out a bobcat. You went to the king of the jungle. Yeah, and but that was like my anchoring point. It's like negotiations with oh. yourself, and then I went bobcat. I think I could punch out a, like a bob, like a lynx, maybe, just smaller cat, right. but like bigger than a normal cat. Here's the other thing, though. Like it has to, it has to be like standing still, right? Like a horse. I know that was a that was a big uh, counter question. Well, that when might I asked that. That might be an asset for like a bobcat. If it's I got a lot of. I got some counter force. Don't do that though. Did don't, you guys do see it motion. on my story? Did you see like me sharing about it? I did not. So what would you do? Everybody was like a human. Like everybody just wanted. Oh, that's smart. Wow, I didn't think that's that. Really Somebody smart. said a child. Oh. It was actually a get pa- that guy out of here. It was a yeah. pastor's wife. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> well, that pastor's wife's canceled from Instagram. Let's cancel her. You can't just cancel other people because you you're afraid of being canceled. I know. Is, eh, is that true. like a is that a culture thing? Was yeah, this like cancel culture. He's yeah. been cancel culture. culture. He's been big on getting canceled like the last. Is that like <laughs> is that something you guys say or is no, it like no, a Twitter no. thing? I should start saying. Very Twitter. Yeah. Very left wing. Like people well, are. Twitter is all left wing. So. Yeah, but just like ham like there's things that shouldn't be canceled and just people are hammering hammering it with hashtag canceled. And yeah, then, canceled. And then they they have bad ramifications from it. See, I love Twitter because everything hits Twitter first, and I love seeing the trends come trickle through the, the platforms. So we're going to see in like four and a half years on Facebook cancel culture. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so just, like, take that we're already long. addressing it now, which is super cool because then we can like post that on Facebook. And then I will say black Twitter, you guys, is like that's where I like to hang out. The underground? Really? I don't that's participate. Awesome. I don't participate in like, like in like saying things. I just like like black <laughs> Twitter stuff because it's the funniest stuff. Interesting. <laughs> What's like something going on in black Twitter that we need to know about? Andrew, shut up. I don't want to sound stupid. <laughs> we have a bunch of Yo, white people. Shut in up, room. dude. Cancel me then, dude. <laughs> Andrew, just cancel. Answer the question. <laughs> something going on in black Twitter is like they're saying a lot of like respect the drip. That's like a thing. Uh, it's like a thing that's going on. Do not use that as my clip. <laughs> I've seen Antonio Brown walk around hard knocks like, hey, you want the drip? And he's just like. See, it's like a thing. He's spraying like people Gatorade. with Gatorade powder. Yeah. It's like, dude. Well, and like Lizzo is just ruling the world. We need to have Lizzo on this podcast. Yeah, we, we need Lizzo? to have Lizzo we on. She's Lizzo. coming in October. She's coming to the Armory in October. Well, she yeah, lives here, no? no? She lives here. I think She's just on tour a lot. We can, in October, we need her here. She but was at Red Rocks out. with Adrian. You guys, it's sold yeah. out. Angie. 
Did you see my tweet about this? No. So it's <laughs> the Lizzo thing is sold out. Yep. And so I was looking for tickets and I didn't find them, but this is what I did find. Mm. I just took a DNA test and uh, it's painting. Oh, wow. What is that? It's a painting of Lizzo. Someone is selling for that. $75. For our listeners. It's in Iowa. Is that something you're interested in purchasing? You Not at all. It? I just was like, it How was an is, internet is gem. It? Do we have the wall space in here? $75. That would get her here. $75 yeah. in Waterloo, Iowa. You take the map off of it. No, go right here. Somebody said today, somebody said I showed them this picture and they said it looks like a melting toad. Can we buy it? <laughs> Which could be possibly the worst thing to say about another human being. Yeah, no, you don't want to describe it as a melting toad. <laughs> I could, just I could beat up a toad. I like, could win against. I, I don't know toad. if toads in it, a mammal. I don't think you could beat a toad up for sure. I I Reptiles just don't understand how you guys don't think I could beat up a horse. You're done. You go. Uh, next question, Molly. Okay, okay. Last question. Oh, well, I, I was gonna bring up your enneagram numbers. You guys chose not to. I wish I did. I started it, and there were a <laughs> lot of questions, and I failed to finish. Are we like in a hurry? No, we're not in a hurry. We're not in a hurry. Okay. Ty's trying to get to bed. I'm not. You know, the camera battery isn't doing great. Look, I'll be resourceful. We can keep going. We can figure. I'm getting cozy. Oh, okay. All right, so here's <laughs> here's my question because I'm like I have I have like a a good group of like close friends. They're all like women, mostly women, and I'm really curious about the dynamic of male friendships, <laughs> specifically when it comes to vulnerability. I think it's different for you guys because you're not married. You're you guys are both single, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're not like using some of your vulnerability tank on like. A woman. Guys so you're would, like guys would never do that. You kinda <laughs> I'm curious. I don't really have a direction. I just want you to speak on like as a what are dude dude friendships like? So you're speaking to kind of like a unique friend group. Because, I had a feeling. Yeah, like we have about there's like five or six of us that are like super tight. Um mm-hmm. and we've been friends for now six years. Uh from college onward. Uh the start of college and onward. And uh, I think, like, our friend group is one of the coolest things in how we handle each other. When you talk about your friend group, you're talking about the people that live in this house? Uh, some of them are, and some of them, we have two houses. There's five people that live in this house and five people that live in a house in St. Paul. Oh, where is it? Uh, right by St. Thomas. They still live in their college house. West St. Paul. But actually. Actually west of St. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And what's really cool about our friend group is that we can tell each other anything and they're never going to like think differently upon them if if it's if they're bragging about something or if they have some like negative thing that just occurred with them. We want everyone in our group and this is what I think this is what is the most awesome aspect of our friend group is we want everyone to talk about what they're doing in the highest regard. Never try to devalue what you're saying because you think you're going to be on a pedestal when you start talking yeah. when you start talking to me like you're not doing anything then i'm like yo what did you do today that made you feel good or something like that it's that's across all of our friends i think that's one of the coolest things of some people don't love what they're doing right now and i i am an advocate of surrounding them with just like hey but you ask you you, you deadlift 405 pounds a day because you love working out I so know much i did yeah Something like that. I don't know if that answers your question, but our friend group loves okay, to... Okay, what about like... Okay, what about new friends then? We are kind of a clique. I don't like that. Uh, 
Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we're like what's we it like? Of, what's it like jokes. meeting like a new friend? Like as a guy. Like for me, I met a girl last night at this party and I literally just messaged her on Instagram like, Hey, you wanna come to the bonfire on Saturday? Is it too soon? She's like, Not too soon at all. That sounds amazing. Like wow. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's awesome. I don't I don't know if that's a thing for guys. I would never never do that. I don't think I would, no. Okay. I mean it just it it just depends on the situation. Like, I, if it was like a potluck or a, a bonfire or something, and it was the right kind of person that would be able to, or that I felt would be able to, like, immerse themselves in like this insane culture that we have, because it is like what Andrew was describing is like we hold each other to these really ridiculously high expectations, and it's not like, like, like take Ty for example, like if Ty was doing something that I didn't like and it was just like so blatant about like that Ty was going down this path that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> like it, it wouldn't be that I would be like, Ty, what the, what, what the hell are you doing? dude? Like what's wrong with you? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in that box, but I would definitely say like, I would question, I would just be like unpacking where his thoughts are. I would like be very intense and intentional about that where you can't do that with like, someone that is like showing up for the first time but at the same time like i would love for someone who is trying to just like who's passionate about something or like is trying to do something or whatever i mean there are tons and tons of people out there that are willing to do that that come across our pathways all the time that would fit that mold i'd love for them to come over and just hang out i'm i am willing to trust again i'm willing to trust people right away and put them in those situations more times than not than I am than uh, just like not trusting them and like kind of thinking less of them. And I think as maybe guys in general, and I definitely f- have found this situation more so like when we were in college is like you, you run these situations all the time when like friends of friends come over and you're like, Oh yeah, this is my buddy from high school. It's like, Oh yeah, right on. Like you, I, I would, I am just willing to ask those questions right away. Yeah, you're intentional. You guys very are intentional. more intentional than the average Joe. Yeah, and I and sometimes that, to Andrew's point, just scares people off because they just don't like. It's maybe they just don't have intentions, or they're just maybe intimidated, or like this. Well, they don't want to be exposed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I does that answer your question? Sort of. You're. Well, I, I'll be curious. I'll be curious to ask this question to more people that are at different phases of life. Yeah. Because I think. It's it's obviously it's just so much different when you're mm-hmm. single dude, you know, than when you're like trying to do friendships. Like you know, for me it's like easy to make friends. Maybe not so easy for my husband because he's you know it's like an adult friendship that outside of like a um, organization or a construct, like it's kind of hard to make friends. Like for sure, just randomly. And so it's just been something I've been thinking about, just beginning to think about. So I don't yeah. have a lot to say about it. But I just kind of want to hear you guys talk about it. Yeah. And it's kind of weird for our situation is the fact that we have five people in this house and five people in that house. And we don't see them only on the weekend. So it's like I, if some opportunity was to go hang out with someone new, I would probably pick hanging out with the people that I used to hang out with every single day. Now I only see them once a week. And it's like I or maybe once a month because of just things happening. Mm-hmm. i rather like take the time to go see them and i guess that um avoids I, and the, the lucky part for us with declan and i is we get to meet someone new three times a week totally yeah that's a crazy aspect like you're an awesome example we've we, i met you at Bocella, 
and I've spoke with you over a Zoom chat like once or twice because oh, of yeah. Caleb. Yeah, totally. And I'm sitting in the background. But that's really the only interaction we've had. And you come in here and we've had an hour and a half conversation. Um, and some people we've never had an interaction with. We've had one DM. And they walk in our door and we meet them. And we have an hour and a half conversation with couch. them. That's pretty cool. This here couch. This is a high couch. Yeah, we, yeah, we raised it up on purpose. Okay. So you would be at the level of us or higher. Because it used to ride very low, and you'd, it'd be therapy, kind of. You know, like you'd be sitting <laughs> yeah. horizontal, feet out. Kind of weird. Yeah. Like that. Do you I have any other questions? Nope, that's it. Okay. That's yeah. it, y'all. You guys had to take your Enneagram test. We should. We do. We yeah, we should. You're going to have, like, a whole thing. Ooh. I have an idea. You know, Ty called us out. Um, yeah, thanks for responding to that, by the way. A while back for – not a while back, like two weeks ago for – when we pitch ideas, we rarely follow up with them with the guests. Like, we'll follow up with our own ideas – but not when we do when we talk about on the podcast. Here's an idea that I think would be very funny, and I think is very doable. I want Deck and I, if, if you allow, uh, I already know what you're gonna say to babysit Timber and Titus. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were gonna say. I think that would be the funniest experience. <laughs> he takes his Deck is rattled now. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sacrifice Deck's Friday night. Okay. Yes. I'll do it. Number one, the answer is yes. Number two, this is hilarious because last night for the first time, Sam, who liked the PCG babysat timber and titus he had exactly 45 minutes between the time that we left and the time that his wife showed up to put them to bed and i was like sam like it's it's a cakewalk like my children are cherubs they're naked baby angels it's gonna be fine and so they're potty training right now which like we're doing the oh crap method which means that they're naked all the time and if they're naked they will run to the bathroom like they'll run to the stinking little toilet Hmm. But if they have anything on, they will think they have a diaper on. Mm. Mm. We get a text. <laughs> we just arrived to this event. Get a text. Sam's like, poop emoji. Titus pooped in his little jammy bottoms. Dude, that's when you take and you just chuck it across the street. And I'll you throw it out. Never, never happened. If you're wondering where Titus' jammies are, they're the, they, they got recycled. <laughs> He's got nice jams. My kids are jammy snobs. They will not wear cotton. Oh. That first client that I told you about sold bamboo cotton pajamas. That's all we gave our kids for the first three years of their life. And now they put on cotton, they act like we're freaking terrorizing them. Mm. Interesting. They have to wear the $40 pajamas they have to wear. I'm not even kidding. It's the whole thing. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I, I'll Anyway, do so you should babysit. And then what are you going to do? Where was this going? You're oh, just going to so babysit? Oh, it's going to be... Uh, we get content. Yeah, content. Ty, Ty's going <laughs> to show up and content grab. We'll record you podcasts should. with them. Oh you guys. God, you that would be awesome. Timber. How old are your kids? Uh, two, three. Sorry. <laughs> two and three. They're like talkative. Timber is, yeah. So like every night uh, are cool. somehow... <laughs> Perfect. It's actually probably <laughs> happening. It's actually probably happening right now. It's bedtime right now. Our bedtime song is the Star Spangled Banner. Wow, oh, that's that. so patriotic. It's I don't know how it happened. Like we're just like putting them to bed one night, and we're like, "Do you want to sing like you know, our family song? We have like a family song." Do you wanna, no, do you want to sing like this song? No, do you want to sing the Star Spangled Banner? Yeah. <laughs> so Love now that. they like know it, and we have to sing it. And do you know like when you just want your kid to go to bed, the Star Spangled Banner gets real long. Yeah, that's a long song. Oh, okay. And you sing oh, yeah. it too, like and we sing freaking it loud and sing. Proud. So, like, if we yeah. have guests downstairs, which is often, they definitely hear. Oh, you gotta, you gotta sing it even louder. Hear, for yeah. the <laughs> land of the free timber tires, like yeah. 
You poke, you poke <gasps> your head out. Oh, Will everybody please rise? Like, and yeah. all of the... And then Titus takes his neck out. Right. Yeah. Uh, USA, USA. Yeah. We could implement that. We can, mm-hmm. and we will. That's that is like the biggest risk with having the back pocket babysit your kids. I feel like there's a lot of different things like your kids are gonna love to do after they engage with yeah. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys should definitely babysit. This 100 should happen. Mm. Okay, I'll write it down. It, it can be like we'll a follow. Up. It'll be like a daytime thing. Like, it won't you guys don't okay. have to do bedtime? Okay. Yeah. Because uh, baby- after they go to sleep, what do we do? We watch your house. Have you ever you, babysat yeah. before? Yes. Dude, getting kids to go to bed that aren't your kids are like, it is the most impossible thing. Of oh, no, no, no. Pick, not my children. You just pick them up by the children. belly. You slam them That's into the content. Bed. That's content. He's canceled. Just freaking. Oh, yeah, they just got canceled. canceled from but they got into the bed. You Our know, children into pillows. literally <gasps> sleep so well. Really? They nap three hours a day and they sleep 12 hours at night. Damn. They just go, they go to bed. You got some growing boys. I sleep trained. I was like, y'all are going to sleep. How'd you, uh, how'd you figure out how to sleep train them? It's like a whole thing. Really? But you'll get haters. Haters? Has the, um. Crying was involved. Has the Crying? Older... You made your kids cry before they went to bed? Oh, you gotta make them cry. You gotta make them work. They cried for two days and then they literally, now it's been three and a half years and they sleep 12 hours at night. So the two days of crying for healthy sleep habits for the rest of their life was worth it. Mm. Okay. You need to start having, so Timber's the older one? Yep. And Titus is the younger one. Timber needs to start carrying Titus to bed and start training. So him we have a spiral young. staircase. Yes. And oh, he's got he's got to throw him over the sh- fireman's carry. You learn young. I, I will say that's how Patrick carried I, me. I up. think Titus would be more likely to carry Timber. Mm. Titus has got that. Titus is a brute. Yeah, he's got that really? young man strength. Yeah, he's like uh he's like brute. Like he's just got this belly that he's really proud of. Mm. Mm. And we've trained him now. Because every time he like lifts up his shirt, we're like, oh, 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 and he's just like so proud of his little, his little, little gut, his little, little tummy. Gut. It's so cute, little tum tum. Oh, nice. that's so cute. Anytime he sees lotion, he like pats his tum tum, like he wants us to put lotion on his belly. It's so Ooh, freaking wow. cute. Wow, Tyler sounds like he's gonna be like a WWE wrestler or something. I could see it. Wrestling. Whatever it is, dude. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, final question, right? Yeah, we'll bring it to the final question. Final question, Molly. You've been great phenomenal podcast thus far um what did you learn today from the time you woke up to the time we're recording now oh all day all day i thought it was just gonna be about this podcast it can I mean, you can yeah, do that that's too. part of the day i mean that's, that's also just, part of you're right mm-hmm. that falls but within I the had like, of the question i had a good day today so i feel like i should take that into consideration mm-hmm. okay i feel like today i learned that I, I'm in this like season of like being learning like a new season of, um, independence, Mm. like not depending on my like situationally, like, um, how I show up emotionally. Like I am in control of that no matter like how anybody else around me feels. So that I think I really internalized that today, which is kind of vague, but it's just the truth. Back pocket's naturally vague. We get pushed under a rock all the time hey vague boys yeah wait, wait wait can you say what you said one more time what i learned yes i just want you to repeat it just so i can internalize so it. i learned that i need to that situationally okay my situation shouldn't depend on how i show up emotionally okay like who i am how yes. i'm doing i need to figure out how to rise above that especially when it comes to other people's emotions they can't control how I complete the day 
serve my clients, show up here. Yes. So like control the controllables. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. Like that and I think especially like in marriage, there's a lot of like you're learning to like rely on each other. And that can get really muddled when it comes to like emotions. Like <laughs> if like one of if one half of you is like having a rough day, it can be hard to be okay emotionally like on my end or on his end if I'm you know what I mean to Mm -hmm. carry that on so I'm learning this new level of like showing up for people in my life where I need to but also I am my own person and I I can carry on even if other people like are having a hard time and they need to do their own thing yes that's not vague at all I love that that's amazing because that's I mean that is that's the that is the root at being of service to others Mm -hmm. right i don't want to show up as you know this negative nancy person and associate myself with someone who's negative because i'm all down on myself i want to show up and be around the person who's super positive and that's molly hale there it is thanks guys Mm -hmm. and that's our time on the back pocket thank you so much for joining us thank you that's a wrap that's a wrap what do i say am i supposed to say something you're looking at me. Pl- like, uh, plug your plug uh, anything that you want, real quick. Well, just Molly, real quick. Yeah, Molly yeah. R Hale, M O L L Y R H A L E. Bam. Coast in my heart, right where I meant to from the start. It's so much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in. And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes. Coast in my heart, right where I meant to from the start. It's so much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in. And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes.